0: Welcome to the Girl on Top, Shalin XO Podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Hello, Shalligators. We are back from our spring break hiatus. I, however, am not quite back on American soil. I'm still bopping around Paris. If you've been following along on my Instagram at ShallonXO or on the YouTube channel, you'll know, yes, I'm in the city of lights. I don't think that's a French accent. You guys, I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. But I put up a video yesterday about the trip and gave you some tips on solo travel because I'm here by myself. And I really talked a lot about why I enjoy traveling by myself. And there's certain places I wouldn't go, like certain types of vacations or trips that I definitely don't wanna do by myself, one of which is like a beach vacation. It's just a little too much downtime for me to get lonely and everything. But in a big city, it's wonderful to be by myself. And I also gave you guys some tips on how to sort of ease into that solo travel, how to do this essentially right from the town you're living in. Because some people were like, oh, well, it's easy to do if you have money. Honey, everything's easy if you have money, all right? Having a kid is easy. Starting a company is easy. Traveling is easy. I'm giving you tips to do this without having to get on like a private jet flight to Paris. Not like I took a private jet, but you know what? Tell people I did. That would that would make me pretty happy. So this week on the podcast, I kind of wanted to piggyback off the concept of being by ourselves. Because in the video I focused a lot on traveling by yourself, but I, I realized we needed a bit more information on the mindset that can create this reality of you being able to move and groove and have an adventure without a plus one? How do we get there? How do we get good at being by ourselves? It's something that I think almost everyone needs to work on. And some people, it's, it's almost like it's glorified to be, I'm just an introvert. I don't need anyone. I never leave my house. Like, okay, like the, that's Well, I wouldn't say that's great. You know, that's, that seems like an extreme thing. And we don't want to be extreme people. We don't want to be on the, I never leave my house. My cat is my only friend, end of the spectrum. And we also don't want to be on the spectrum that can't ever miss anything. And you're always trying to get your friends to go on trips so that you can go someplace. And, oh my God, I could never just like sit and have coffee by myself or a whole meal at a restaurant alone. Isn't there something in the middle? Yes. And in this podcast, in this episode, we're going to talk about how to get there. So before we get started, I just want to remind you guys that if you do want to travel and you want to travel with me, come with me to Italy. We have a second shalligator getaway booked to Rome and Florence. This, let's see, it's October 29th through November. No, 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) It's November 2nd to, I believe, the 8th. You know what? We've got so many trips. I'm kind of spacing on the dates, but it's around there. it's i'm I'm off by maybe a day or two. The link is down in the bio. It really is a great sort of like training wheels to travel by yourself because nobody knows anyone who comes on these trips. There's going to be twenty girls. And it's also just this built-in sisterhood that's just waiting for you. You guys all have something in common. And I don't just mean me. You have the spirit of the chalantourage, which is, You're a bad bitch. You want to be better. Your perky tit years are in full effect. You love a glossy lip. You have so much in common with these other women who are coming on this trip that it's like, the friendship is so easy, but because you're not there with your best friend and you're looking over her, you can have it be a more individualized, solo kind of adventure. If you need your space, you can go take a walk. So it really is very adaptable depending on how much engagement you want. But you know what I got to say? On these trips, everyone bonds so hard that it's just, it's like this wonderful little sorority, minus like all the bitchiness and bulimia, so. Also, if you want to talk to me one-on-one, head over to my website or the link down below and click submit a question, and I will get back to you in just 24 hours at the quickest if you need me that fast, because you know I got you, because sometimes the drama can't wait. All right, let's talk about being by ourselves. (sighs) This is something, and I I feel like I say this in every video and every podcast. I I get sick of hearing myself say it. This is what society teaches us to do. But it is. Whether I'm talking about being polite, live, laugh, love, work hard, stay humble. It's, we get so many rigid messages from society about who we are supposed to be as women. And we very rarely allow ourselves the room to say, hey, does this even work for me? Do I enjoy this? Do I enjoy humility? I don't. I don't enjoy hard work. I wanna work as efficiently and as easily as possible and brag about it. That's what I wanna do. I don't wanna live, laugh, or love. Well, I wanna laugh and I wanna love, and I do wanna live, but I don't really want it as a sign in my house. I just, it's a different ethos, okay? And this is especially true with being social. We're supposed to be social. Girls' trips and all this, and hey, This is wonderful, this is. I think that this is one of the few times society has done us a solid in our indoctrination. Women need a tribe. You know, it's tough to be a girl. It's tough to be a mom, to be a working woman, to be a student, to be a Gamma Phi Beta, whatever it might be. And when we can have people around us who are like, I get you, I'm on the same path, I get the the hardships, the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, yes, we need our tribe. And I'm never gonna tell you anything otherwise. It doesn't leave a lot of room for nuance, you know, our societal indoctrination. We really do owe it to ourselves, and it is our life's work to get comfortable being alone, being by ourselves. So, the first way we do this is by redefining alone, redefining the connotation. Notice that nowhere in this podcast, from the title to what I'm saying now, am I using the word lonely. How to be happy, lonely. How to just get super comfortable being lonely? No. Lonely is an emotion, okay? Lonely is a story you're applying to a logistical situation. Alone is a state of being, right? We have all been to parties or events or whatever and felt lonely, even though we were in a room full of people and vice versa. We have all come home from an event and been by ourselves and just been like, oh, my soul can breathe. I remember the singer Jewel, you know, who will save your soul, that chick. She's like, my favorite room in any house is always the bathroom because it's where the soul can truly just be alone. No one barges in on you in the bathroom. and If they do, they immediately leave. It is the space where you're just allowed to exist by yourself in peace and quiet. And that's so true. And it hints at the larger statement, which is being alone is rad. It's so nice. If... We are not applying a story to it that takes us to the place of, I'm lonely. Now look, I'm not telling you, you should never feel loneliness, or if you do, you should be ashamed of it. We are all entitled to feel lonely and we all encounter situations where it's like, I really wish I had someone to share this with, you know? Again, like I was just saying, we are tribal people. We are hardwired by our DNA and by society to want to find our clique and our crew and our tribe and our people. That's okay. But we have to temper that with being all right being alone. It doesn't have to be our absolute favorite setting. I could do this forever. Put me in solitary confinement. Yes. It just has to be something that we don't vilify and hate and want to crawl out of our skin when we experience. So that's what we're going to get into. So how do we redefine alone? Okay. First of all, I want you to think about the times you already enjoy being by yourself. And I guarantee there are some. You might be coming from what you feel is an extreme place. I can't be alone. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Or maybe you're like, no, I like it. I mean, it's it's fine, but I don't know how to like get to the place where I would say be comfortable traveling by myself. Like that's that's a whole other dragon to slay. All right. That's all right. You don't have to get there tomorrow. You don't even have to get there in six months or a year. It just has to be a goal so that inch by inch, decision by decision, you're sort of moving in that direction. Whether or not you actually take a solo trip to Paris or Bogota or wherever it is, that's kind of like immaterial. I just want you guys to have the spirit and the confidence of someone who would. Does that make sense? You don't actually have to do it. I just want you to be in such a great emotional place, yo, you could if you want to. It's really not proving anything to anyone if you travel by yourself or if you don't. It is proving something if you say, hey, yeah, I I could do that. I just, I don't want to. I could go to Fort Lauderdale by myself. I'd rather go with my friends. That's fine. We're more working on a mindset shift rather than focusing on what the actual outcomes are going to be. So yeah, in your mind or on paper, you know I love a good list, make a list of the things you already like to do alone, okay? Maybe it's watch TV. I despise watching TV with other people. I think I'm going to, but one of us is always talking more than the other one wants someone to be talking. You know, if we're watching Real Housewives, like, yeah, I want to make comments, but I also need to watch it. I especially despise watching TV with anyone I'm dating because we almost never have the same things. I want to watch... A cozy British murder mystery with an old plump woman in a funny hat who tends to her garden and her daffodil bulbs and she solves mysteries in her tiny little parish. That's what I like. Do you know how many guys like that? Zero. I mean, zero straight ones, I'll tell you that much. I don't want to watch like Nathan for you or like South Park. Oh, God, men are such a plague. Anyway, think about things you already like to do and think about why you want to do them by yourself. Usually that answer is decompression. That answer is something along the lines of, I can go at my own pace. I can change my mind whenever I want, whether it's, I like to just go to Target alone. And you know what? I'm just going to go down this aisle. Do I have a reason to go? No, it doesn't matter. I'm going to look at soda streams. I don't even want one, but I'm going to pick it up and look at it. You're shopping with someone else. Oh, can I just go over here? I just, no, I just want to look at this thing. Well, I guess I don't need to because it's not like I even want one. What do we say about being alone? It's luxury. What do you mean? It's shallow, it's not luxury, okay? Luxury is for taste sheets. All right, that's true. I'm not gonna argue with you on that one. But when we think about a celebrity, Right. And I, celebrities to me are like the exemplar of luxury. Like Kim Kardashian can do whatever she wants, whenever she wants, because she's so rich. Right. She can have her manicurist come to her. She can lay down and have her nails done while she's watching TV. You can't do that at a nail salon. They frown on you laying on the floor. So, I I envy Kim and I envy celebrities because of that freedom. They can do whatever they want, whenever they want. And yeah, some of that comes down to money. But how can we template that into our own lives? Well, yeah, it's the luxury of, I am calling the shots. I'm doing it. Now, of course, we want to have access to the private jets and the on-call manicurists. But I bet you enjoy the luxury of your own decision-making, no matter what your status is. Who doesn't? That's personal power, right? That's the tough thing about, I don't know, partnership and having a boyfriend or a husband. It's a tough thing about motherhood. You're always thinking of someone else. Well, what do they need? And, you know, how can I orient around them? That's what makes a good partner. I mean, you'd be a pretty shit-ass partner or mother if you didn't <laughs> ask yourself those questions. But it's luxury to be alone. And if you have any doubts, ask a mom. Ask a new mom. And they'll say, all I want for Mother's Day is a hotel room with nobody in it just me and my snacks, nobody needing something for me. Friday, 5 p.m., we leave work. Why are we so happy? Because no one is telling me what to do anymore. No one needs something from me. I don't have to answer that call if I don't want to. My time is now my own. So you're already definitely on board with this message of being by myself. The second thing you need to do, look at what story you're applying to being alone. Like we said, there's a difference between alone and lonely, and usually it's the story. When I think of the times I've been the loneliest, it was always in a big event, like a music festival. Like I was, I remember I was at a music festival, I was there in a a press thing, so I was by myself. There were like other journalists there, but everyone's kind of scattered, and you know, it's not like I knew anybody. We had just met, so there was no real bond there. And I was listening to a band play and I was lonely because I was looking around at all these couples and friends and even like parents and like their teen kids because it was it was like very all ages. And I thought, man, I really wish I had someone to share this with, you know, like this kind of sucks. I don't have anyone to share this with. And then I tried to stop myself. I'm like, Shallon, you have friends. I had a boyfriend at the time. Like I had you guys the Shalligators. I'm like, I have plenty of people to share this with. I just don't have them literally two feet from me where I can reach out and grab their wrist. Does that mean I have no way of sharing this experience with people who matter to me? No, not at all. So. I got on my phone, I FaceTimed one of my friends and I said, I just really wanted to share this with you. I wish you were here. I love you so much. And it's like, it sucks that you can't be here, but I just really wanted to do something to let you know I wish you were here and to share it with you. And she's like, oh my God, I love you. And that kind of filled up my emotional cup a little bit. It took the story and diluted it instead of, I don't have anybody" Because that's what loneliness says to us. There's no one and there's never going to be anyone gonna die alone. No. Do the things you can to remind yourself you do have connectivity in this world, but that's all well and good. We can all FaceTime people, blah, blah, blah. Look at the story that loneliness is hissing in your ear, because what loneliness is, is a fear. It's a fear-based brain reaction. It's that snooky brain. It's not the Michelle Obama brain, our intuition, our heart, our soul, that's really speaking to us from a positive place. Our fear-based brain speaks to us only from a negative place, only from a negative place. So, okay, I'm gonna admit that at times our fear-based brain is there to keep us alive. And in these situations, because we need a tribe, it takes a village to raise a kid. Hey, how do I give birth? You know, from these like DNA hardwiring standpoints, yeah, your fear-based brain does want you to have people in your life. That's part of survival is having a tribe. But we're not cavemen. And we don't need a tribe around us 24 hours a day to survive. There's no saber-toothed tigers coming to attack. We're OK. So listen to what that fear-based brain is saying. I bet it's something along the lines of, everyone's going to think I'm a loser. I'm here by myself. I don't know anyone. I'm a loser. Um, are you a loser? I mean, honestly, are you, are you a loser? Like, is that fundamentally how you see yourself? If you had to, like, write your LinkedIn profile, would you start it with, well, um, professional loser? I have a feeling no, you wouldn't. We have moments of feeling losery, but is that your overall assessment of yourself? Um, no. I mean, sometimes. Okay, what is sometimes? Is it 51%? I mean, let's get, let's, hey, if our fear based brain is gonna whisper all this bullshit in our ear, let's call them out. A fear based feeling is a bluff. It's a bluff. You're gonna die alone. You have to hold on to this fuckboy. What are you doing thinking you can ask for a raise? They're just gonna fire you. It's a bluff. And I love to call a bluff. I don't respond well to threats, even if it comes from my own brain. So I'm gonna turn and look that statement right in the eye. Oh, you think I'm a loser? Really? Okay, well, I've graduated from this. I created that. My friends love me. My family loves me. My dog loves me. I sort my recycling. I make my bed every day. I run a 5K. I'm not a fucking loser. Okay, now that fear-based brain, uh, it's going to shrink into the background because it doesn't want to be confronted. You know why? Because it's standing on just a pile of sand. There is no real factual logic behind what your fear-based brain is telling you. It is very easily dismantled. It's smoke and mirrors. But unfortunately, your response to the fear-based brain, am I a loser? Do I, uh, do I have no friends? It might be yes. You know, like when I got to Montana, I was lonely. I didn't know anybody here. And I, oh, I got entangled with this fuck boy, who became a hurt locker. You know, it was, I imprinted on him in a vulnerable point in my life because I am very used to having a lot of friends and a great, you know, degree of social connectivity. I'm feeling like I belong someplace, like I have a reason to be there. I had no reason to be in Montana, you know, not, no, no reason whatsoever. And so when I was like, I'm a loser, I don't have any friends, my, even my logic brain was like, well, that's true. You don't have any friends here. You, you have no reason to be, what are you doing here? I was like, I don't, I don't fucking, I don't know. I don't know. But then I thought, okay, I think I'm a loser in this, in this point in time, but how can, hmm. How can I be a loser if I'm doing something as bold as stepping out on my own? That's the opposite of what a loser does. That's what a leader does. That's what an alpha does. They try. They risk. They dare greatly. They go boldly in the direction of their dreams. They gather data. And if it doesn't appeal to them anymore, they, you know... They implement version two. They take a step back. Okay, well, that didn't work. What, what do I want to do now? What is the data showed me? Oh, maybe I want to live in a big city. Maybe I want to stay in Montana. Okay. So just the fact that you're doing something alone, whether it's moving to a different state, going to a music festival, going to Starbucks, sitting in your room watching Netflix, the fact that you are daring to do that and sit with yourself is the opposite of being a loser. So that fear brain, can eat a bag of dicks. That is not happening here. I'm, (laughs) I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people out there who cannot be alone. And I had an old roommate a long time ago. She has four brothers and like tons of cousins. And she could not be by herself, could not be by herself because she was used to sort of the pleasant chaos of a big family. I, as you know, I'm an only child of a single mom who traveled a lot for work. And for me, like, Alone was kind of my default setting. I still have a problem with it sometimes, not because I don't like being alone, but because I hate being bored. And it took a therapist to point out the difference between those two, because truly I was equating one with the other. It's like, well, because I was in that, honestly, a pretty cold-blooded state, I can't be alone. I have to be moving all the time. I have to be at a party or with my friends and blah, 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 And the therapist is like, it's not that you can't be alone. You can't be bored. So what can you do at home to stimulate yourself in a way that keeps your mind active, but while your body and your spirit can rest and renew? (laughs) You know what it was? It was (laughs) needlepoint. And then when I got sick of needlepoint, I poked myself a few too many times. I started doing this channel. I started making YouTube videos. I'm like, oh, this is so stimulating. This is so interesting. I started blogging. I was resting. I was getting enough sleep. I was getting enough water. I was... Figuring out a reason to be by myself that wasn't like, well, I'm by myself because no one wants to hang out with me. At the time, that might have been true. I don't know. I don't choose to look at that. And I didn't choose to look at that potential truth back then because I instead was focused on these things I had found to give me a reason to be by myself. You give yourself to spend time alone. And once we get good at that, that muscle memory, I'm not by myself because no one loves me and no one's to hang out with me. I'm by myself because I'm doing XYZ. And doing can be something like, I'm by myself because I really want to watch this documentary. And I've been meaning to watch it, and I want to watch it unfettered. I don't want to be interrupted. I've got my snacks. I've got my footy compression socks on. I feel great. This is purposeful. When we can just take a few steps in terms of a mindset shift to say, I'm watching this documentary because all my friends are busy because they all have boyfriends and I don't. So yeah, I'm watching this by my goddamn self. You know what? That might be the case. But what do we say about alone versus lonely? What's the difference? The story. The story is different. You could say, I'm by myself because yeah, my friends have boyfriends. I'm a unlovable goblin person. Or you could say, I'm doing this alone because I deserve it. This is luxury. The snacks are to my liking. I am sitting where I want to sit on the couch. I have lit the scented candle that makes me happy. Is this, speaking of bluffs, a bit of a bluff? Are we lying to ourselves a little bit? Who fucking cares? Yeah, who cares? We fake it till we make it when it comes to confidence. Hey, if our fear brain can lie to us, and to bluff us all day long. Why can't we bluff it right back? Maybe we fight fire with fire. Oh, you wanna tell me this bullshit story about why I'm alone, I'm gonna die alone and eaten by wolves and no one loves me? That's funny. I'm going to tell you a story about how I am honestly so popular that I need to take myself out of the game every once in a while? I got to just punish these boys who always want access to me. You know, I got I to gotta take myself to bed every once in a while. I got to relax, indulge, luxuriate. Do I feel like I'm luxuriating and indulging? Hmm, maybe not initially. But the more I tell myself that positive bluff, the more it becomes true. Bluffing back at our fear brain becomes muscle memory. It becomes our best possible armor against those insidious whispers of doubt, right? When we can just snap to it and be like, no, that's not true. Here's a better story. Here's a story that serves me. You're coming up with a story that doesn't serve me. You're coming up, my snooky brain, with a story that keeps me small, obedient, self-doubt, critical. I'm coming up with the opposite story. And here's an exercise for you literally write the opposite story. Really look at what that fear brain is telling you. You're by yourself because guys don't like you and you're gonna die alone and you're never gonna get married. That's why you're by yourself right now. (laughs) Oh God. I want you almost like a writing prompt, like a writing prompt, take some neutrality. What is the actual absolute inverse of that statement? The opposite verb, the opposite adjective, the opposite noun. What is it? Now look at what that story turns out to be and start repeating that story to you. I'm by myself because no guy has enticed me enough to give up my precious, luxuriating alone time to be with him. And if I never find that guy, how lucky I am to be able to spend this much time by myself. Some people don't have that luxury. Some people are surrounded by chaos all the time, not me. I am blessed that I get this time alone. Yikes, fear brain doesn't have anything to say to that. (laughs) To think that you guys view me as sort of like confidence bulletproof, you know? But I'm a flesh and blood girl. I am just like all y'all. I've got for sure my moments of self doubt. And I remember when I landed in Paris and I saw these like girls getting off the plane and they were on a girls trip. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? I am such a loser. I am such a loser. Like they're here with their friends I'm saying I want to be here by myself. I don't want to be here by myself. I wish all my friends were with me, but they're not because I can't convince them to come because they don't like me. Wait, oh, you can't convince eight women in their 30s to drop their job, kids, husbands, schedule, ba-ba-ba, and go to Paris midweek for no real reason? Yeah, no shit, girl. Nobody can. Like, so this is this is the lame story you've decided to apply? but that was the story that would creep in and I stopped it in its tracks and I flipped all those nouns all those adjectives and I thought how blessed I am that I get to experience this city in exactly the way I want to exactly the way I want to how many of us are lucky enough to experience anything in the exact way we deem wow but we can if we are confident enough to stand up to that fear brain, whether it's going to Starbucks, going shopping at TJ Maxx on a Sunday, whatever it might be. I'm luxuriating right now. I am the master and commander of my own life. So many of our decisions, our bad ones, come from feeling a lack of power, you know? I'm going to stay in this toxic relationship because he listens to me. Right? Um I'm just going to like keep eating this bullshit diet because I have control over it. What if we had positive control over our lives? And what if it just was easy enough to start in our brain? And what if it never required anybody else but us and our own approval of being alone? This brings me to my next point. While we're making lists of what our fear brain is saying and flipping the script, make a list of the scenarios and the relationships that you are really craving. This might be painful you know i don't know about you but i'm the kind of person who if i can't have something i absolutely vilify it ew who wants like a husband with like to like come home to Who's like oh, i love you and i support you Ew. But... <laughs> you know <laughs> i disdain that which i cannot have a tesla yuck no it's just how i process things i'm not saying it's healthy and i have to like stop myself and be like shallon okay But you know, the lady doth protest too much sometimes. But there are scenarios where like, I really wish I had a partner for this. And so much of the time when we want a boyfriend, it's interesting that we phrase it like that. I want a boyfriend. We don't say, I want that guy. I want Tom, I want him, he's the person that I want. If it's not him, I don't really need to be with anyone. I want to be with him. There's, you know, some things to unpack about a statement like that. But let's unpack the statement, I just want a boyfriend, okay? That's natural. That's natural. We feel like that. I feel like that right now. I'm like, I really want to be in love. I do. I don't need like, it's not that I want like a boyfriend boyfriend, but I want, I want to be in love. I want that heady feeling of just falling and being so excited about someone and discovering all these things and liking everything I discover. Because you know, after you've been in a relationship for a long time, the things you discover are like never good things. It's like, oh, you um, pee in the shower. (laughs) Cool. I want that newness. And so you know what I did? I went to Paris. I'm not saying that you have to do that. I was lucky enough to be able to do that. But the reason I did that and the reason I guess emotionally I was called to go to Paris by myself is because what is travel? It's discovery. It's falling in love with something. It's only discovering the new wonderful things about someplace. I'm sure there's a ton of downsides to living in Paris. I mean, I don't even think they have garbage disposals. Uh, like miss me with that bullshit, right? But when you're traveling, it's just the highlight reel. It's everything great. You're eating pastries all day long. You don't do that back home. You're just bopping around you know, museums and you're shopping. It's great. And so that kind of filled up my emotional cup that had priorly been empty because I wasn't in love. I was able to give myself a little bit of that feeling. Is it exactly the same? No. But is it better than nothing? Absolutely. So if that's something you're missing, well, I'm a I'm lonely because I want a boyfriend. Okay, why do you want a boyfriend? Get let's let's get granular. Why do you want a boyfriend? For me, like I said, it was I wanted to feel like I was in love. Another reason I want a boyfriend, I want someone to do all these Montana-ish things with. I want a a guy who's gonna make me go hiking. Well, okay, fine, not hiking, I hate hiking. But like who's gonna teach me about guns and make me a better horsemanship person, rider? I guess horse rider. <laughs> Sorry who's gonna like drive me out to the country and pack a little cheese basket and we're gonna watch the sunset in the bed of his truck. I want someone to do things like that with. Okay, that's valid. But who is the only person putting an obstacle in the way, shaped like a man? Who is the only person saying, well, the only way you could do those things is through a guy? I am, I'm the only one putting that roadblock in front of me. Nobody else is. Do you think there's some sort of ordinance like, ma'am, you can't be out here watching the sunset. Damn it. Where is your boyfriend? Is that a cheese plate? God damn it. Louie, get the cuffs. We got to bring this bitch in. What she, it's a damn cheese plate. I know. Nobody is saying that, but you. So what if you removed that roadblock? I need a big group of friends. I need a billion dollars. I need a boyfriend. What if you remove that roadblock and instead of focusing on how to get that thing that you put in your own way, that's sitting in the path, what if you put that energy to, well, how do I get the things beyond that? How can I go out and watch the sunset in the bed of a truck with a cheese plate? Is that possible? Uh, yes, I think it is. Okay, well, that's great, challenge, but it doesn't really sound that fun to do alone. Like the whole point is doing it with someone. Okay. Do you maybe have someone in your life Who would be down for that i don't know no that's like a boy girl boyfriend thing Mm, again let's get granular let's let's unpack that why is it a boy girl thing well because it's like cute and like cozy you know it's like something guys and girls do so what you're saying is it's something people who love each other do yes that's what i'm saying okay do you love your best friend do you love your sister do you love your grandmother What if you ask them, hey, this might be kind of weird. Do you want to go watch the sunset and like pack a cheese board? I have done this. I have said this and I have done this. And do you know how many of my friends were like, absolutely, I want to do that. Literally all of them. They're like, that is. And one of my friends said it right. She's like, that's literally all I want a boyfriend for. I was like, me too. You might have exactly the thing you think you're missing right in front of you. It might be right here. Again, you're the one putting this roadblock in front of you. Well, if I don't have a boyfriend, if I don't have this massive group of friends, if I don't have X, Y, and Z, I can't do it. I have several friends who have lost their parents, unfortunately, you know, and one who grew up without, I mean, basically she grew up an orphan. And, you know, holidays are really hard for her. She's like, you know, I want these big dinners and the big Thanksgiving dinner, the big Christmas. And I'm like, you're 29 go fucking make it go make it no you didn't get to have this growing up and that's not fair and it sucks and it's tragic but you cannot change it it is done you can drag that stone through the rest of your life do you want to or do you do you want to throw a friend's giving and you can have that is it exactly the way you wish it would be well it's not fair who the fuck says anything is supposed to be fair who says it's supposed to be fair Yeah, I want to watch the sunset with a hot-ass man with Sam Hunt in the back of a truck. Does life owe me that? No. And in fact, I believe life rewards people who get things for themselves. Fortune favors the bold. I have noticed a huge shift in my life when I'm out there taking control. I wanted to go to Paris. I went to motherfucking Paris. I'm not going to beg and cajole and plead with my friends, networks far and wide, people I don't even really know or like that well. Please come with me. Don't you want to meet in Paris for a few days? Oh my God, please. Because I couldn't do it myself? That's, that's some small dick energy right there. Because I was brave enough to stand and be like, you know what? This isn't ideal. It's not the ideal circumstance. But I want this thing bad enough. Fuck ideal. Fuck fair. Fuck what I actually want. I want this outcome more. I want to go to Paris. So I'm going to make it happen. I want to watch the sunset. Let's drive out to the country and do it. Cowboy's going to love it. All the cheese to myself. Look around your life and ask yourself, where am I setting up my own roadblocks? And what can I do to remove them? And then how can I obtain this thing which I think is only going to happen with the involvement of other people? And I'm not just talking about you're in a personal relationship. Look at work. Look at work. You know, I really want to be in charge. I want power. Okay, maybe that's not working for someone else. Maybe that's never going to happen at your ratty office with your misogynistic boss. Maybe it's never going to happen. How can you get that for yourself? Are you putting the roadblock in there that well, this can only happen, you know, through corporate America? I know I was like that. I wanted to be famous. You know, it's ugh, it's so douchey when you say it out loud. It makes me want to go wash my hands. But I was heartbroken when my reality show on MTV, Downtown Girls, uh, got canceled after one season. I thought, well, this is it. This was my shot. This is all all I had, you know? It never occurred to me, wait a minute, I could not only find a better type of fame, I could be completely in control of my messaging, my schedule, everything. Is it going to take more work? I mean, honestly, I don't know. Tomato, tomato. Working for someone else isn't easy. Sweet-talking a network into giving me another show, that's not easy. Could I start on my YouTube channel today? Huh, maybe I could. Maybe I can remove that roadblock, getting a big network show, and I could just chase the thing that's on the other side of it and just see how far I get. Just see how far I get. Cause look, you might go have that sunset picnic with your best friend and be like, yeah no i really want a boyfriend okay that's great that's data all life is is data gathering right so now you know all right it's not that i had to have a boyfriend i prefer a man to do this okay you know i said in the beginning the one vacation i'd never take by myself is a beach vacation do you know how i know that because i did it i was only alone for maybe like honestly like 12 hours because my friend's flight got delayed And I was like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. Now, some people might love it. That might be their idea of heaven. They don't want to be in a city by themselves. They want to be in a beach. That's great. For me, I got the data. No, I've tried this. I don't like this. So when I move forward in my life and I want to travel and I think, all right, what do I want? Do I want companionship? Do I want to go to a beach? Well, I'm going to have to wait and see when my friends are free. I am going to have to bend around them because I know based on data I'm not happy on a beach by myself. But I also know, based on data, I'm pretty happy in a city. OK. Imagine the things you could have in your life, the experiences, the adventures, the discoveries, if you weren't always waiting for another person to sign off on it. Imagine what your life could look like if you weren't constantly waiting for the approval or the participation of someone. What if you just did the thing? What if you just went and saw the movie? I love going to the movies. And I remember some of the most like frustrating moments of my life were trying to convince my friends to see the same movie I wanted to see. They're like, I don't want to see that James Bond movie. I don't want to see John Wick. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see some weird art house thing. And I would be mad and resentful. And you're so small minded. You're not cosmopolitan. And I thought, what's truly the worst case scenario if I just take my ass to the movies alone? Would this really bring the sky crashing down around me? No. Would anyone point at me and laugh? No. So what if I just did it and freed myself from the tyranny of having someone with me all the time? And ironically, I'm going to tell you, people who can be alone are the most magnetic of all because they're picky. They're picky and they're choosy with what they go to because they don't need to be at everything. We all know the girl. And look, I'm going to be honest. I was the girl. Ugh, I feel like I still might be the girl who never turns down an invitation. You know, I'm coming back from Paris tomorrow. I'm unpacking and I'm repacking and I'm going to Mexico on Friday because it's my friend's birthday. And I feel like I can't say no. I mean, I want to go. If I didn't want to go, I wouldn't go. But <laughs> listen, we were talking in the beginning about extremes. I've f- I have a tendency to be the girl who has to RSVP yes to everything because I don't want to disappoint people as if anyone fucking cares. You know, this is a whole separate podcast, but we wouldn't care so much what people thought about us if we knew how seldom they did. If other people are living right, they aren't waiting for me to be the arbiter of their positive birthday experience. They're going to have fun with other people. They're going to have fun wherever they are, bloom where they're planted. So in a way, (laughs) the opposite of what I'm doing which is be picky with your time. Be in love with being alone. You know what helps, honestly, this practical? Beautify your space. I always want to go out when my apartment's a mess. I always want to be out and about in the big city when I've got a pile of mail to open. When everything is like good, when my sheets are clean, when my house is clean, when my dishes are done, I'm fine being home and being alone. And then though, if I want to go out, it's I'm not fleeing. It's not a getaway car. It's by choice, and we can tell the difference between someone who is doing something out of desperation, whether it's wearing that outfit, taking that job, dating that guy, and someone who is purposeful in their actions. It's that X factor of leadership. Practice being alone and really listen to what bubbles up. For me, like I told you, a therapist was like, it's not being alone, it's being bored. And if I was alone too long, I would, I would go like kind of crazy. And I remember how I felt as a child being by myself. I would, I would like claw at the windows. I would press my hands up to the glass at night and look up at the sky and see planes going overhead and just wishing to God I was on any one of them because I was so fucking bored. And I was like seven. I was trapped in the stifling sameness of the suburbs and it made me insane. And this therapist helped me see that when I get, like, manic, I have to go out. Let's keep going. Like, we got to just spin ourselves into oblivion. I was that seven-year-old again. Hands pressed to the glass. Please take me with you. Didn't help that my mom was traveling for work. She was a flight attendant. She was going to all these amazing jet set destinations. And I was, like, the thing that was left behind. I have a real issue feeling left behind. Look at what I do for a living. Look at why I wanted to be famous. Famous people aren't left behind. They're out in front. I'm not a pack follower. I'm a pack leader. All of this, it all circles back to the same kind of thing. And so when you're by yourself, what is that that comes up? Do you get these flashes of something from childhood, these feelings that that's how I felt when I was six. That's how I felt when I was 13. This is the same messaging that my fear brain is whispering that my grandmother whispered when I was seven. It's probably connected. Look at it with curiosity, not furiosity. Curious, not furious. Just try to step back and be like, okay, what is this fear brain telling me? And how does this relate to something from childhood? And then we can start to dismantle it because what is that fear? It's a bluff. And I learned to do this with my boredom fear brain. Shallon, no one's leaving you behind. You're in charge of your own life now. You can do whatever you want And you can have these great experiences, but you also need to take time to rest. You're not a little girl anymore. You are in control now. It sounds like a silly thing to say to yourself. And when my therapist told me that, I'm like, oh, this is gonna help. Honestly, it did. It really did. The phrases we come up with to soothe ourselves are incredibly simple. They're almost like silly in their simplicity. I'm okay just as I am. People still like me. I have friends. I'm actually not missing anything. There's gonna be more parties. There's going to be more dates. Everything will work out the way that it should. They're such simple phrases, but the fact that they soothe us as much as they do tells us just how flimsy this fear-based argument really is, right? It doesn't take a massive weapon to defeat that fear whisper. It takes something so Simple. And any enemy who is defeated simply isn't really an enemy at all. I want to know your thoughts on being alone. If you like this podcast, please rate and review. It really does help so much. I am so excited to be back doing podcast shalligators. And yeah, maybe I'm going to get some, um, some info with my trip to Mexico. You know, we're always looking for data any place we can, but let me know what kind of topics you want to see, go ahead and leave it as a comment on my YouTube videos or even on Instagram. I see those pretty easily. And like I said, if you want to come with me to Italy, I would love to have you. I think we've got just a few more spaces. The trip will sell out. But you know what? Now is the time to confront those fear brains that says, oh, I could never, I could never do that. No, I can never do that. Why not? You don't know until you try. And remember, everything is data. I'll see you later, shalligators.